Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Well, Jesus is here in the house tonight. Amen. Holy Ghost is here and we're going to see God move tonight. I'm super excited to be here. Who here was here in the, the morning service? Yeah. There was uh, six people that gave their life to Jesus. I'm so impressed by this church. I feel like it's like you guys are running a revival service every Sunday. And it's so powerful and it's so refreshing to see the way that God's moving here. And just I just want to love on and appreciate and honor Jess and Alex for the way that you lay down your own lives Yeah, let's give them a round of applause. The way that you serve the church diligently, you serve leaders diligently, Um, you've always been someone in my life ever since I've met you guys, just such raw humility, you're very empowering people and I'm so blessed um, to know you guys and even get to know you guys uh, more and um, I really believe that you know, in this life, uh, even together, we're going to cross paths and cross-pollinate and just see many more, more souls one for the kingdom of light in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm Jackie, and it's such an honor to be here, and thank you so much, Fire Church, for hosting so well. And um, tonight, I, I want to talk to you about turning from darkness to light. And what that actually looks like to turn from darkness into light and how God in His mercy and love pulls, out of, pulls us out of the fire or pulls us out of the chains of destruction and oppression, shame, these, these pivotal things that God does to pull us out of the fire and to pull us into the light of Christ Jesus. And the kingdom is actually a demonstration of power because we don't come with wise and persuasive words, right, Brother Andrew? We come with, with a demonstration of power so that people's faith is not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of Almighty God. And so it's so important to demonstrate the kingdom. And that's what we're going to do here tonight. And I believe that people are going to get free tonight from years of torment and trauma. And tonight, if you're sitting there in your chair, and maybe some of you, you're not sleeping so well at nighttime, or maybe you're waking up in the morning and you just feel heavy, or maybe you've been through something and something's tormenting you, and I feel like tonight those shackles are going to come off your life. God is actually going to put you in your right mind tonight. And so if that's you, I just really want you to be alert that God's about to do something very remarkable in your life. And I have the faith that if you're in your, not in your right mind, that by the time you leave here tonight, Jesus Christ is going to radically transform you and set you free. Amen. We're actually going to be talking about uh, the demon-possessed man, which Jesus healed from Mark 5. But first, I want to share with you a very powerful testimony of some things that happened in my life. I see you over there, Rebecca. This beautiful girl, Rebecca, she's from Adelaide and visiting this weekend. Actually, Rebecca and I used to work together. She used to work for Heaven's Harvest and we were changing the world together in Adelaide uh, a few years back. So it's so good to see you here in the house. I love you. So I want to share with you a story of something that God did to me in my life that changed me. 
Because 15 years ago, I was not walking with Jesus. And many of us have these stories, you know, where the moment that was so pivotal in your life that you turned from your old ways and you turned to Jesus and you yielded to what he wanted to do in your life. But see, here's the thing is that when you come into the kingdom and you repent from that old way, I think that there's sometimes some mindsets that you need to get rid of. It's almost like sin kind of has a little bit of a hold on you and you come to Jesus and you just need to shake some things off. I feel like the Lord's saying it's time to shake it off. It's time to shake off that old way of thinking. It's time to have a renewed mind so that you can actually walk in the things of God. And I just want to share what happened to me. It's very personal and quite vulnerable, but God wants to free us. It's the freedom that Christ Jesus has set us free. And so 15 years ago, and I was in the world before then, and I remember I had a six-figure income and I was in my 20s. I'm turning 43 in a few weeks, praise the living God. And so I was around the age of 27. And I remember just thinking, like, what is the purpose of my life? But yet on the outside, it looks so amazing. And the six-figure income, earning, earning, you know, great disposable income. But my house was a party house. And on the weekends, I was snorting cocaine and going to festivals sleeping around, living a very promiscuous lifestyle. And on the inside, I was completely empty and, and void of love. And I just remember just feeling like almost at the end of my rope, not quite at the end of my rope, but almost there. And I remember my, two of my closest friends, we bought a van in America and um, we decided to drive around America and... Um, we were just going from place to place and living in the world, drinking, doing all these crazy things. And um, I remember laying in the back of this van that we'd bought and I was looking out at the sky and I was just looking at the sky and I just thought of all the horrible things that happen in life and looking out and thinking, well, I may as well save myself the trouble of going through life and going through pain and in, in my own mindset, I thought, well, I may as well end my life now. And, and all of a sudden, as soon as I started thinking that, it was like a slippery slide. It was like the devil just caught on to one thought and started to really just focus in and hone on that one thought that started to build a stronghold in my mind. And that stronghold was of the effect of, well, you may as well go to dust now. And these thoughts started to belittle me and started to make me think horrible thoughts. And when I came back to Australia and I started planning how I was going to end my own life, and I was only 27, and I went through a very violent DV situation. And on the other end of that DV situation, I was done. I was finished. And I remember I went down to Coogee Beach. Does anyone know Coogee Beach? Yeah? It's just south of Bondi Beach. And I was down at Coogee Beach and I was sitting there and I said to God, if you are really real, if you actually exist, you need to come right now. And so I'm sitting there and I look out and all of a sudden a woman just walks and stands in front of me. She reaches down and she hands me a flower. And I look at that flower, I just can totally just in shock because I knew God just answered me. And I looked at this flower 
And I thought, wow, like God's really real. He really answered me. That woman, she went to walk off. And as I turned to say thank you, she just disappeared. Later on, I read in the Bible that you could be entertaining angels and not even know it. And so in that moment, I knew God was real. But I needed to have a deeper connection with him. I needed to know him in my innermost being. I needed him to to show me who he was. I knew that he was real, but I needed to know his character and his nature. And I remember I started going to church and I actually went to Hillsong Church. And the only place that I would get peace was in worship. And so I would go to worship four to five worship services per week because in worship, I had peace. And outside of worship, I didn't have any peace. And so I learned very quickly that you could exalt the name of Jesus and you could enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. And when I did that, all of the thoughts started to diminish. I feel like God's going to give some of you keys here tonight. If you have tormenting thoughts, God is going to show you how you can walk out your freedom. And so there begun me in my bedroom crying out to Jesus, interceding, praying, crying out to God to put me in my right mind. And it wasn't long after that, I ended up at a small church in the eastern suburbs. And I remember as I had my hands raised, I remember the pastor just tapped me on the shoulder. And as I did that, as he did that, power went through my body. And I actually ended up on the floor And as I ended up on the floor, I shook for 45 minutes under the raw power of God. And my whole body was like, my body was filled with power. My veins were just consumed with, it was almost like liquid love consumed me. My whole body was filled with fire. I was being electrocuted by the Holy Spirit. I couldn't even roll over. I was shaking so much violently. And that encounter changed and marked my life. And I've never been the same since. And and since that moment, I had open visions of the harvest. God gave me a revelation of eternity. And in that moment, my life forever changed. And God gave me a thirst and a hunger to encounter Him in the secret place. And that's all I truly desired. And I would go home and worship and worship. And I would feel the presence of God in my room. And God started renewing my mind. He started transforming my mind. He started changing my mindsets. And I remember crying out to God with every fiber of my being. And I'd spend hours laid out on the carpet on the floor with my face set like flint. And I'd say, God, if you put me in my right mind, if you give me peace of mind, I'll go anywhere for you and anywhere as you. And I would cry out to God, cry out to God, day and night, day and night, put me in my right mind. I'll go anywhere for you and anywhere as you. And God just started to do a work inside of me. He started showing me strongholds that I needed to repent from. He started showing me old ways of thinking that I didn't actually need. And He started to renew my mind. He started to renew my soul. And some of you, I believe that God wants to give you keys so that you can actually grab a hold of your healing. 
You can grab a hold of being free from forces that are trying to shut you down and that oppressive spirit that tries to crush you. You see, because God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness of mind. And He wants to give us a sound mind so that we're not walking with anxiety. You know, God healed me from post-traumatic stress disorder in that moment when I was baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. I had to take high doses of Valium so I wouldn't hurt myself. And so what he actually did was he freed me from me. Because I remember being on the bathroom floor, hunched over like this in a fetal position saying, put me in my right mind, God. Put me in my right mind, God. Put me in my right mind over and over and over again. And he finally put me in my right mind in that moment when the Holy Spirit baptised me. You see, one touch from God can utterly and totally transform us forever. One touch from God can change your perception, can change the way that you think. And instead of feeling heavy, instead of feeling shame or discomfort, you see, I felt like a bad person. I felt like I was a horrible person. Because I'd done something wrong, I'd actually had an abortion. Because I had done something wrong, therefore I felt like I was someone wrong. And God had to free me from myself. And that is the very reason why I wanted to end my own life. And there's freedom for you if you've been through that situation Tonight, for yourself, I want you to listen and lean in. If you've been through that situation yourself, you can be free from shame, from the trauma, from the effects. You see, because just like Paul was a murderer, I can look you in the eye and say, well, I was a murderer. But Jesus set me free from myself. He set me free from the spirit of murder. He set me free from shame. He set me free from that empty way of life. And that's what He wants to do for each and every one of us. Set us free from the bondage of sin and shame and discomfort and suffering. Hallelujah. We're going to go to Mark 5 right now. It says this, verse 2. And when He had come out of the boat immediately... There met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. So here's this demonized man hanging out in the tombs, separated from society, hanging out where nobody else was in destitute places. See, how much does the devil want to torment us even more when we're already tormented and make us feel isolated. And that's where I was in a place of not wanting to hurt myself or hurt any other human being. So I was in an isolated state in my own tomb and God wants us to come out of the grave. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains And the chains had pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. You see, we can't tame demons. Demons need to be cast out. Demons need to be renounced. 
We don't tame demons. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. That's what the devil wants to do to us. He wants us to hurt ourselves. You know, a Christian will not sin unless they're believing a lie about themselves or a lie about God. That's why it's so important to sit before the Lord and say, you know, Holy Spirit, show me what I'm believing about myself. If you're tormented, if you're believing lies, you know, therefore, you'll do things that harm yourself or harm other people. But we need to repent from that, not hang out in that tomb of isolation. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. You see, he even knew that even though he was demonized, he knew to go and worship Jesus. And that's how I was. Even though I was demonized, I knew to worship Jesus. I knew Jesus Christ was the answer. And even in this situation, Jesus wasn't necessarily running after him, but the demonized person was running after Jesus. Even the wind and the waves obey him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what, I, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? You see, in those days, if someone said, spoke to someone using their full name, it was because they were trying to claim authority over that person. So here he is calling Jesus, Jesus, son of the most high God. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. You see, that's not the man speaking, that's the demon speaking. If you have voices in your head and they're saying, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. And I believe that instead of listening to these spirits in your head that are trying to tell you to push away Jesus, instead of pushing away Jesus to fully let him in. Well, he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And so Jesus, who's rich in mercy and love, he wasn't deterred by the spirit inside of that man. He was telling him to leave him alone. Jesus just said, come out. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he's saying to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. And so what this demon was trying to do is trying to intimidate Jesus, trying to puff Puff itself up. We are legion. We are many. You see, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet at this point in time. But we know Jesus can cast out demons with a word. But what did the demons say? Also, he begged him earnestly that he would send them out, out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there in the mountains. All the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter him. And I was contemplating this. Why, Jesus, would the demons say, send me from the man into the swine? You see, if demons can't murder a person, they'll murder an animal. That's how demons think. They're so murderous. Like John 10.10 says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus Christ came for life and life more abundantly. I always wondered why they would go into the pigs. It's because they love to murder. But Jesus Christ is life. And at once Jesus gave them permission 
Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. There were 2,000 swine. Could you imagine the farmer whosoever owns these pigs? And, and even the locals seeing 2,000 swine demonized running down the hill into the water, into their own demise. How ridiculous would that, that look from the outset? Have you actually thought about this? That would look completely ridiculous. And so it was a steep place. And so these animals drowned in the sea. And so Jesus cast out those demons but they went and they, they, you know, Satan actually, he'll even murder himself. That's how ridiculous he is. So those who fed the swine fled and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had just happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. Okay. These people weren't necessarily afraid of seeing the demons cast out into the swine or running down and being murdered, but they were more afraid of the person that was in their right mind. Doesn't that seem so ironic or ludicrous? But let me tell you, when people see someone that was previously not in their right mind and then all of a sudden they are in their right mind, that brings the fear of the Lord. When people saw me out of my mind and then they saw me in my right mind, that brought the fear of the Lord. When people see the way I was as a party girl, the life of the party, snorting cocaine and doing all these debaucherous things, and then when they see my life right now preaching the gospel, they are completely in awe of who God is. I'm in awe of who God is. I was the girl that was bruised, beaten, busted up, snorting cocaine, taking drugs, living a party lifestyle, and now I spend my life confessing Jesus to a broken world. Hallelujah. No matter where you have come from, Jesus Christ wants to radically transform your life because we're not conformed to the patterns of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so God wants to bring a renewing of our mind. He wants to actually restore those uh, neuro neurological, that's a big word, those mindsets. Who has heard of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah. I remember doing that. And I remember doing that with the Lord. Renew my mind, renew my mind, renew my mind. Put me in my right mind. And I believe God wants to put us in our right mind and give us soundness of mind. Amen. What I want to do right now is I want to play a short clip. And it's the baptisms. So we had a revival service uh, a few weeks back. And so we've won about 600 people, the Lord, on the streets of Sydney, but we just baptized um, another 25 people about three weeks ago. And these people, most of them were not in their right mind. But by the time they got out of the water 
And that night when they got touched by the Holy Spirit, they're now in their right mind and a lot of them are winning souls to the Lord. There's a girl in this um, short clip and she was walking by on the street and someone gave her a flyer. We called it the Maranatha Revival, the Come Lord Jesus Revival. And she received a flyer and the next week she came to the revival meeting because the Holy Spirit kept prompting her to come to the revival meeting. So when she came to the revival meeting, she brought her clothes and she came and she got baptised And then that night she got radically delivered and then she went home, she told her flatmate about this Jesus that she discovered. Her flatmate repented of her sins and I'm going to baptise her during the week. And then her mother came on Friday night to the street revival at Town Hall and she got saved on Friday night. And when I get back to Sydney, I'm going to baptise her as well. And so I want us to watch this short baptism video, but all of these people have radical testimonies and you have a radical testimony, how Jesus Christ has healed you and set you free. We're just going to take a moment to watch this and then I'm just going to talk through it. Hallelujah.
how good is Jesus? Every one of those people went through a radical transformation. I don't know if you saw, but there was a young a group of kids there and a young family. And that entire family jumped on a train one night. They saw online what we were doing. They got on from Sinclair's, which is almost near Penrith. It's an hour out of Sydney. They jumped on a train to come to the city, and the whole family received Jesus. And they came in and got baptized. And uh, you see, there was a couple there from South America, and they were walking by. And praise God, this one night, there was a guy preaching, and he was preaching in Spanish on our team. And they got saved as they were walking by. And so come back week after week and God's just delivered them and set them free. And it's just so amazing to see. So what I feel like the Lord wants to do is he really wants to bring freedom for anyone here tonight. If you have any tormenting thoughts, if you have anything that's trying to debilitate you, even if you're second guessing yourself, I believe that there's people here tonight, maybe you've been through depression or maybe you've been isolating yourself Maybe you've got extreme anxiety or fear. You know, I used to have so much fear that, you know, my adrenal glands would just be going berserk all the time. But God healed me and he wants to heal you. If there's anyone here, and I'm going to come down, but if there is anyone here that needs healing from any type of condition where you feel like you need peace and you do not have peace, I want you to come forward. Maybe we can play that worship pads up the back. Thank you, Jesus. You can come forward. Jesus wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. Jesus Christ wants to radically heal you. There's freedom for you here tonight. There's total freedom. Just keep coming forward. If you do not have peace in your heart or in your soul, then come forward. Because tonight, Jesus is going to set you free. So maybe we can have keys or some worship hats and some catches. And I just want you to be receptive to the Holy Spirit. I just want you to close your eyes and fix your gaze on Jesus. I just want you to set your heart on Him. Set your mind on him. We're going to put our eyes on Jesus. Right now, we're just going to fix our gaze on him. And there's going to be some worship, some keys in the background. But really, I believe that right now, that God, in his mercy and love, in his kindness and grace, that he's going to do a supernatural miracle in your heart and in your life tonight. He's going to take away a label that a doctor put on you and bring total transformation. Even where there's been a a well-meaning person that has tried to make a diagnosis, I want to speak over you that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The blood of Jesus will set you free. The blood of Jesus is speaking a better word over your life tonight. So just fix 
your gaze on Him. Fix your heart on Him. Maybe some of you, you're not sleeping well at night time. God wants to bring freedom to you. So I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your great grace. Thank you, Lord, for your great mercy. Some of you are going to feel God's power start to bubble up from within you. Some of you are going to feel His glory come over you like a weighty, weighty presence. We just need some catches, guys. Some weighty, weighty presence. Sometimes the glory will just start rolling. And it's heavy, weighty glory. And He loves when when we are in His presence. That's when His healing comes. So I pray right now for every receptor, every gate of your heart and your soul to be fully receptive to what He wants to do tonight. And I want you to tell Him in your own way that you surrender, that you surrender to Him, that you surrender to what He wants to do, no matter what it looks like, right now in this moment, in His rich mercy, He's going to touch you. Some of you already feel Him. He's touching you. He's healing you. He's setting you free. He's bringing clarity of mind. I just want you to be receptive in this moment. Thank you, Father. break all torment. In the name of Jesus, I break all despair and suffering. I break all shame and the feeling of defeat. I break all torment and the enemy that tries to tell you that you're a bad person. I break off suffering in the name of Jesus. I bind all addictions in the name of Jesus. I break all oppressive spirits in Jesus' Name. I break all striving in the Name of Jesus. Thank You, Lord, that You are removing the bondage of shame. And Lord, I break right now any depressive spirit and I disarm every principality and power and every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Whoa, hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. 
God is not punishing you. He's not punishing you. He's not punishing you. You're not being punished. Thank you, Lord, for total healing. I break all rejection in the name of Jesus. I bind suffering in the name of Jesus. I speak peace and shalom in the name of Jesus. I break all discomfort in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Total healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
joy is starting to come right now in Jesus mighty name the nights have gone on for too long and the Lord says joy is returning joy is returning that joy you once had as a kid that you've cried out for that you've longed for once again the Lord says it is returning it is here and it is growing in Jesus name and the father says receive it my son receive it my daughter receive my joy the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. And we pray your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, right now, we thank you, Lord, that your beloved children who are made right by the blood of Jesus, that righteousness will reign. And just like heaven on earth, peace and joy right now. Enter hearts, enter minds, enter souls, enter these bodies. In Jesus' name, we command every spirit of affliction and infirmity, every spirit that torments in the night, we rebuke it, we silence it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, let's worship.
deep working people tonight. And um, don't just leave yet, because especially if you don't know the Lord, tonight's the night for salvation. Tonight is your night for salvation. Tomorrow is not promised. Jackie comes from Sydney, and night after night, sorry, every Friday night, they witness to people about the love and the goodness of God on George Street. There's this uh, well-known evangelist now. He wasn't so well-known when he was alive, but for 40 years, Mr. Geno, with his uh, gray hair and sometimes abrupt ways, will get into people's business and their faces as they're walking past on George Street. And he would ask them, excuse me, are you saved? And if you die tonight, will you go to heaven? Not once in his 40 years of doing that did he hear of anyone coming to the Lord until two weeks before he died in his latter years where this preacher of the gospel from Britain as he travelled around his own country in England and around the world and even India in the back end parts of India he would ask these pastors these preachers how did you come to know the Lord? Well I was once in a trip in Sydney and in George Street this elderly man just shoved a track in my face and asked me are you saved and if you die tonight will you go to heaven it rocked their core to the being it led many people to the Lord but this elderly man didn't know until God had sent this British preacher on a three year journey around the world to hear the story how it all traced back to Mr. Genel this simple question that was once asked of me, July 16, 2003, when you die, where are you going, heaven or hell? That question for some of you is speaking to the very core of who you are. And to answer that question, you're not sure how. If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? There's a question mark. And the Lord doesn't want you to live with a question mark. He doesn't want you to leave tonight with a question mark. The Bible says it's not His will that any should perish. But guess what? You also have a free will. He can't force you into heaven. It's your free will, your free choice. And He will honour whatever choice you make tonight. Tomorrow is not promised, friends. If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? Jackie preached so powerfully and with truth that Jesus said the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy but Jesus said I've come to give you life and life more abundant if there's anyone in the room tonight that has never received Jesus into their heart never asked for his forgiveness can I ask you to come down to the front right now and we'll get Jackie to pray with you as well or perhaps you've walked away and you know you need to come back. Is there anyone? Yeah, thank you, brother. Is there anyone else that needs to come to God tonight? If you die tonight, are you saved? And will you go to heaven? Is there anyone else? And Jack, I might just throw it to you as well. I think that's so important, Alex, what you were saying. And, and you, this is between you and the Lord. And it's not about the person your left or your right or your own family members because 
they cannot answer to God on your behalf. Only you can do that before the Lord and only you would know if you could truly answer that question, is my soul truly saved? And I want you to even ask yourself right now, is is your soul truly saved? Because if it's not, it's as though you're drowning in the middle of an ocean. And maybe you're drowning right now and you don't even know it. And you don't even recognise it. And tomorrow literally is not promised. And it's like you're drowning and a boat is coming by to rescue you. And if you say in your heart, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, but you're still drowning and you're not going to be saved. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do right now in this moment. And so I want to ask you one more time, if your soul is not saved and you need to be saved, just wave at me where you're at right now. Just give me a wave right now where you're at. Thank you, I see you. Is there anyone else? Just give me a little wave. I'll watch for your hand if that's you. So what I want to do right now is, you want to receive Jesus tonight? Yeah? So I'm just going to ask really briefly, is there anyone else that wants to receive Jesus? You can come forward and let's give her a round of applause. I'm Jackie, what's your name? Is there anyone else that wants to receive Jesus? You can come forward and just wave at me where you're at right now and I can see you where you are. It's so important to get right with God and have a clear conscience before Him. Is there anyone else? So Cumberlina, what we're going to do, we're going to pray a prayer together and you're going to invite Jesus Christ into your heart to be the Lord and Saviour of your life. And here's there's two things that you do in order to get right with God. First one is to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross for your sins, and on the third day He rose again from the grave, and He wants to be your Lord and Saviour. But the second thing we must do, we must turn from our old way of life, repent from our sins, and follow Jesus. You want to do that tonight? So you can pray this after me, and everyone else can pray as well. Cumberlina. So pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Be the Lord of my life. And please forgive me from all my sins. Wash me clean. And show me that you love me. And show me how to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have another brother here receiving the good news. The Bible says there's much rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents and over the 99 righteous. And I know that there's a party going on in heaven right now for you, Cumberlina. And there's a party going on for you as well tonight, brother. I'm Jackie. What's your name? You ready, Steve? Rededicating. Well, I praise the living God. Is he going to front slide? And Jesus Christ 
is going to turn everything together for your good because you are called according to His purposes. Let's take a moment to pray for these amazing people. So just come a little bit closer. So thank You, Lord God, for this commitment and recommitment. I thank You, Jesus, that Your hand is upon their lives. I praise You, Jesus, that You have just done the greatest miracle that can ever happen in their lives. And that is for them to get right with God and to receive eternal salvation. And so Lord, I thank You from this day forward that they are secure in knowing that You love them and that You called them, Father. And I thank You, Lord God, that every single day that You show them, that You reveal to them the Father's love, His care for You, that He sees You and You belong to Him. And I pray that from this day forward that You would know that You are a daughter and a son of the one true living God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.